everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Well, the great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, I got a job for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. In the ring, you got rules. Outside, you got nothing. Life hits you with all these cheap shots. People like me, we live in the past. You got people that need you now. You got everything to lose. This guy's got nothing to lose. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. But you don't think I could beat him? Ah, who's dangerous? Is that David Cohen, the pugilist himself, that's dangerous? Yes, put up the old dukes, I say. (laughs) Pugilist. (laughs) All of a sudden you become English. This is everything old is new again. Well, you you used, you know, sort of an archaic term for a boxer. (laughs) Pugilist. Well, it's an old term that is becoming new again through the use and experience of Creed II. Are you ready for that? Yes, I am. I like Creed well, there was no one. It was just Creed, right? It was Creed. Yeah. The extension of Rocky. That's, uh, uh, by the way, the villain in this new episode is the son of Drago. Remember him? Oh, sure. I must break you. Really? <laughs> I wish you hadn't told me that. And they were doing a whole show about it? Yes. Oh, no. He killed Apollo <laughs> Creed in the ring. I mean, come on. Now the son is against Apollo Creed's son. It's the so next ironic, Doug. It's so ironic. Because everything old is new again. Here we go. Next week, November 21st, Creed 2 is being released. In some ways, this is the eighth movie. In the Rocky franchise. That's crazy. Wow, it's alive and well at the 42 So this is like years. Rocky, this is Rocky Eight, is what you're saying. Yes, wow. 42 years. The original Rocky was released in 1976. Do you remember seeing that movie? I was not born at that time, uh-huh. but, uh, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. uh, of course I've seen that movie. Of course, everyone's seen remember, the movie. Do you remember seeing it in the theater? <clears throat> yes. One of the only <laughs> movies I ever saw in the theater, that and a few other Rockies, where the crowd was cheering oh, yeah. as if they were legit. Legitimately at a real boxing match and cheering at the screen was going to affect or help to affect the result of what the boxing match was going on. I think on. it did. <laughs> I think it impacted the actual boxing match. It's like those guys that put on the jerseys and they go out to the bars and they scream at the TV and they watch football. Yeah. They think that screaming at the TV is going to do anything. Yeah, because like when you're at the game, screaming in front of 50,000 people will also impact. <laughs> yeah. The players down in the field actually hear what you're saying. And not only will they hear you, they will heed your advice. Right, and they'll be f- afraid if they're on the road. They'll be afraid of the fans, so they'll not they'll fumble or whatever. Right? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, this week we take a look at movies and characters that have stood the test of time, weathered all storms, and grown old gracefully. Who will not go softly into the night? That's this week on Everything Old is New Again. In our own way, we'll explore how our in- beloved characters, and even yes. Us, as the U.S. audience, can grow old with dignity, grace, and maybe learn the value of wisdom that comes with experience. Yes, 
Or no, David Cohen. Where would you be without writing your script down? That's where I'd like to. I mean, you're barely following it. If it wasn't there, God knows. I'm so old, I got the wrong glasses on, I can't read it. (laughs) So it's having a difficult time. You're not aging gracefully. (laughs) No, I'm not. Well, listen, first let's talk about growing old and coming of age stories, growing into adulthood. Uh, And I don't know, you talk about as you grow older, is growing older about giving up things in life that you loved before or in your adolescence, but as you get older, like playing softball, let's say, and you have to give or at some point give those things up? I don't think so at all. I think maybe you give it up because you don't want to do it again. Right. But... There's no reason to give up so many things, except for sometimes you've got obligations, work, family that gets in the way of some of these things that you have done before. That's true. So maybe you need to modify it or you know carve out a little time for yourself. I played softball until I was about 45. So I don't know if that's 48, something like that. You were that. forced into retirement, I, was... I believe, by the people you were playing with. <laughs> exactly. Nah, sorry, Doug. Can't, can't sign you up anymore. I was a pitcher, and my, my, my big toe bent so many times that the bone from the toe to the foot cracked, and uh, it was never the same. I have, I have a, a procedure, as a matter of fact. Think about pitching like that all the time for, oh my God, 30 years. Hmm. Sooner or later, it took its toll. So, would you ever play again if you had the opportunity? I love softball. I would play again. I would play tomorrow. So, there no you go. Doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, so, let's just take a look at that, though, from the eyes of the wonder years. And I remember this episode. It's a little bit long. It's about playing the piano and maybe giving that up for a reason that's good or bad or indifferent. We'll take a look. Listen to what happens in the wonder years. When you're a little kid, you're a little bit of everything. Artist. Scientist. Athlete, scholar. Sometimes it seems like growing up is a process of giving those things up one by one. I guess we all have one thing we regret giving up. One thing we really miss. That we gave up because we were too lazy. Or we couldn't stick it out. Or because we were afraid. And now... More than 20 years later, I still remember every note of the music that wandered out into the still night air. The only thing is, I can't remember how to play it anymore. Well, I must have been in a real morbid mood when wow. I <laughs> that too. How many years have we been do- doing this show? That is the lamest clip you have ever played. First of all, it was... Really th- grinded us to a real a halt right here. <laughs> so depressing. I just wanted to kill myself on the air. <laughs> oh, my God. But wait, it was also slow. It sounded s- too slow. Like, it was it was on the wrong speed. No, it was... Yeah, and no, they just I really... like <laughs> Oh, my God. No, they really... They, the point of that show, and I agree, was, I must have been really upset that night when I did the clips and prepared the show, because that, that's about a kid that gave up the piano because of his kid, his buddies and all that, making fun of him, and he wanted to play football and stuff instead, but he really decided, and he looked in the window, saw some other kid playing the piano with the same teacher, and he was supposed to be doing that, and he's like, wow, man, I should be doing that. Why did I give that up? Uh, get over it. You know what I mean? It's a freaking piano. Find something else to do with your life. The guy sounded like he was ready to hang himself. Well, it sounded like the kid that we uh, X'd out of the, uh, the news. Like he was looking at the concerts. Uh, you mean the Pete Best of our yes. of our group? Our group. We had a band in high school, and we uh, kind of, in order to join, 
the dues for myself was to uh, knock oust, the, oust the, the, the the band member you were replacing. That was my <laughs> order to you. You want to be in the band, Doug? Kick out this guy and take over. Literally said, "Okay, let's go do it." The second you said it, I said, "All right, let's go go." Where is he? You knew where he was too. It was funny, but no. The I, sad that, thing is, I, I that was a bluff. I didn't think you were going to do it. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll never. He'll, he, I won't have to take Doug into the band because he'll never fire the real guy. Next thing I know, oh, I fired him. I'm in, right? Uh, <clears throat> you were right there when I fired him. You were right around the corner. Peering around the corner, looking Spying. at spying. Yeah, I never knew that. So, so the, really, that was a mistake. Should never have done that. Yeah, I was just trying to get rid of you. <laughs> oh boy, it backfired. Yeah, no, no, it was later. It was quite uncomfortable though. But it, it was. Now, here's the thing with respect to that. Uh, now that little, the guy was looking in at Candlewood Junior High School, watching the news perform and realizing what the, we just did there in the Wonder Years. Yeah, the opportunity he missed. <laughs> yes. How about this? Uh, and you want to be even more upset and, and morose? Sure. Listen to a little something about Grandpa giving up his car. <laughs> When I was a kid, any time I needed a lift, there was my grandfather. The guy who was always good for a ride. Sure, he was as old as the hills, but to me, Gramps was Hercules in bifocals, Superman in suspenders. He was ageless. Timeless. One man in a million. You could always count on. And maybe that's when I began to understand about a lot of things. I guess everybody remembers their first car. I know I remember mine. Not because it was my first car, but because it was my grandfather's last. Are you in tears yet, David Cohen? We have really bringing us down here. I can't believe I used to like that show. <laughs> what was there to like about it? I've just it? destroyed it for you. I was going to play another clip of Toy Story 3. I'll tell you one thing one? about that show. It wasn't subtle. <laughs> no. Man, they really dragged that thing out with right. the grandfather. Like, we yeah. get it. Okay. Yeah, it was bad news. Wow. Now, here's the thing. That that was just a, a, about a little bit of getting older, and the grandfather couldn't drive the car anymore, so he gave it to his grandson. Right. Is there something good about growing old? All this is morose and, and Apparently sad. not. Apparently not. I agree with you. I was going to play a little piece of Toy Story 3 where the kid gives up his toys. Oh, really? No, oh, it, okay. it's, it's yeah, yeah, sure, guys. It's going to bring you, like, we're not going to play because it it's going to bring the whole this, this show to a. It's too late. You might as well play it. Like, we're we don't have we're already there. We're, we're out. We're... We'll be back after this. <laughs> and everything old do again. Try to do something a little more fun, right? I mean, is it possible? I don't know. Well, uh, that's implying that was fun. Though. That was a little yeah, more a little, fun. Mm, yeah, we'll be back right after this. Everything old do again. <laughs> You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. From the farthest corner of a distant galaxy and the deepest feelings of the human soul comes a fantasy to fill your heart. I feel tremendous. I'm ready to take all the world Oh, I hope I feel like that when I'm uh, 85 years old swimming in the pool. What about you, David Cohen? You don't feel like that now. Correct. How so are you going <laughs> to... I'm looking forward to feeling better. <laughs> we're here at the Olds New again, and we're looking at growing older, and it a little, was a little morose there, the last section, except for you say, I ended off with, with John Lennon. The John Lennon goal. song was, yeah. that Actually, I had that those lyrics read uh, by my best man at my wedding. 
How about that? Yeah, the we, wedding that you didn't attend. Correct, because I wasn't invited. Now the you weren't. You absolutely were invited. No way. Yes, you were. No, I, I wasn't. I'm gonna yeah. go back to the. I'm gonna go back look. to the invite. Go list back to the videotape. Want to see that? Now my thought is because it was a time we weren't in touch. But now he, my thought is this: those are the best years of my life. But then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But my, my thought is: well, I, we played that at the wedding itself. I guess it was before the ceremony. One of the songs. Oh, really? Ready to. to I wouldn't know. I wasn't invited. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's. I can confirm that. <laughs> ah, I like drudging up all the past. It's great. <laughs> now here's the thing. This will be our last show, and everything old is new again because we're growing too old to do this. No, uh, there are some positive things about growing old: is the experience, the life experience, the wisdom that even Rocky Balboa gathered. Through the years, do you remember this? Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. Are you better than that, David Cohen? I'd like to think so. Yes. I think those are pretty uh, significant words yes. of wisdom. And, and coming from Rocky Balboa, that, was that, really, that movie, just as an aside, really surprised me. Rocky I mean, remember, Bal- it came after Rocky V, which was yes. miserable. Rocky Balboa was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, really, unto itself, yeah. it stands by itself. Yes. If you only see one movie in the in the whole series, maybe that would be number two. I would say to behind see. the original. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, 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 interesting how that character garnered such experience and knowledge, and and just just from the school of hard knocks, if you will. That's right? true. Yeah. And so there is something about growing older, and uh, that sort of is attractive in that way if you've got someone to actually listen to your words of wisdom and i mean not just hear them but actually heed them if that makes sense who's listening to your words of wisdom i don't know days? maybe there's one person out there i would i would like to think well your kids listen to your words of wisdom they, right i don't know that they heed my advice um let's listen to do you remember the show harold and maud i mean the movie I, I I no, I don't remember it specifically, but I know of it. This is uh, Ruth Gordon. Does that count? Ruth Gordon. Ruth, yes, yeah, uh, and I remember she her. was issuing some words of wisdom here to this. She's like a think at the time she's in her seventies, and she runs across a kid that's like sixteen, and they develop a relationship, uh, platonic, you know, relationship where right. she's trying to bring him out of his shell. He's very morbid. He's very uh, like we started the show here, thinking about. I'm amazed you had a, had the word platonic in there. I would. That, that, <laughs> I don't know. We're in an odd world these days. I gotta, <laughs> you got to describe everything now. Is this like eighty-five-year-old woman and this ten-year-old kid? Strictly platonic relationship, of uh, course. Sixteen, but all right. So here's a little piece of words of wisdom, if you will, from Ruth Gordon, which I think is pretty. It's pretty cool. Life's virtue. It's best not to be too moral. You teach yourself out of too much life. Aim above morality. If you apply that to life. And you're bound to live it fully. I understand a lot of people enjoy being dead, but they're not dead, really. They're just backing away from life. Reach out, take a chance. 
hurt even. Play as well as you can. Go, team. Go. Give me an L. Give me an Give me a V. Give me an E. L-I-V-E. Live. Otherwise, you got nothing to talk about in the locker room. There you go. You know, do you get it, that or no? I do. It just sounds so weird, you know. That's the thing about movies. They're better to see if you're just kind of listening to the soundtrack. Sometimes it yeah. sounds a little like saccharine, a little over the top. But, right. you know, Ruth Gordon was a great actress. And that was a really... I, now that I, I'm hearing that, I do remember the movie. And I remember that speech. That's what... That, the movie sort of leads up to that speech. Because right. this kid's floundering and he's uh, morbid and he's th- thinking about death. And he had some problems or growing up. And she's just trying to tell him, come on, man. Loosen up. Have some fun. Get out there. Take some chances. Well, you heard what she said. I'm pretty right. sure. And uh, you know, I thought it was. I a buddy of mine played that for me uh, freshman year in college, and I wanted wanted nothing to do with this movie. You know, like you, you look at it, you go, "What is this?" I don't want yeah, anything Harold to do. and Maud. Are you kidding? And uh, and you go through it, and there's some Cat Stevens music, and you know, it's okay, it's moving along, but you're like, "What's the point?" And finally, you get to all of this, and and it, it finally kicks in that you know, uh, this old lady's got a lot going on, a lot to say, and a lot to pass along, pass along, and and that's that's nice to see that even back in the '70s, even it's not that long ago, but you know, there was some oh, respect. Oh yes, it was, it was <laughs> for for what's going on and, and what older, uh, if you will people can present to us again if we're listening have you seen this movie up yeah it came out like 10 years ago <laughs> yes i know what you're it's referring not brand to. new but it was more or less promoted for kids but it's one of those movies where that's like an animated film and really has some adult messages and it's kind of cool that yes. adults would enjoy so let's a little piece of this and see if uh, we could put this together my adventure book now that's a little Ellie when she's young, and then as the movie progresses, we pick up where she's already passed away, and uh, and her husband's older, and a knock on the door from a Cub Scout, and his life changes forever. Do you remember this? As usually happens yes. when Cub Scouts knock exactly. on your door. Exactly. And your house eventually flies away with balloons. And, <laughs> okay. But uh, the point was that she was planning her life, and she had a whole plan. And then the movie progresses and shows how she was not able to achieve everything she wanted to, and yet was still uh, lived a very fulfilling life. And then her plan was eventually achieved by her husband. If that makes sense, yes. So when she, if she passes, so so I don't know. Did, did you like that movie? Not like it. Some something about that movie hit home for me. I don't know why. No, I it did for me too. I really enjoyed it. Yes, Un- unexpected, right? And, um, I like the ending too. We won't give it away if you haven't seen it yet, right? But right, and there are a lot of fun characters and fun stuff going on in it. But yeah. again, the point of that is that the the process or picking up at the ripe old age if he was like 80 or so his life wasn't over he still was able to contribute do things affect the life of this cub scout and for the better and uh i know i just thought that that was a very symbolic and really a very cool movie that i think maybe we should do a show about movies that are garnered or made apparently for kids but if adults watch it they will pick up maybe even more than what the kids do that's true yeah there's some movies i think that was probably the case for this movie 
Definitely. All right. So that's a little piece of it. A little, we tried to be a little more optimistic, if you will, than we started. That was better. And uh, yeah. now let's turn to our entertainment in the next section. And see, <laughs> Finally, let's get to the entertainment <laughs> and to, part. And see what in pop culture we do in the movies with going, going old a little bit more uh, positive. And so characters that we've had over time growing older on the screen and how that's uh, developed and if that was done well or not. We'll be back right after this on Everything Old is New Again. We're all forever young. Be courageous and be brave And in my heart you'll always stay Forever young Forever young Forever young Forever young Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Well, let me tell you something now, Johnny. Last Thursday, I turned 95 years old. Yeah. And I never exercised a day of my life. Huh. Every morning, I wake up and I smoke a cigarette. And then I eat five strips of bacon. And for lunch, I eat a bacon sandwich. And for a midday snack, bacon, bacon, a whole bacon. damn plate. And I usually drink my dinner. Now, according to all of them flat belly experts, I should have took a dirt nap like 30 years ago. But each year comes and goes, and I'm still here. And they keep dying. There you go. There's Burgess Meredith. And that was after Rocky, by the way, which was our first reference. We're viewing on Everything Old is New Again, growing older on screen. And that was a little bit from Grumpy Old Men. And that that was a, a situation where we see in our pop culture entertainment, uh, older people, male and female, it was, it was great. Anne Margaret was in there, right? And they had such a vivacity. They were still alive. They This bon vivant attitude. And so they carried forward correctly, properly. They addressed the age and how where they were and what they were going to do and what they were struggling with and all that in a fun way. It was really pretty cool. We've seen that done now. We're going to go here a little bit awry, I think. Because that was, of course, Jack Lemmon was in that. Walter Matthau was in that. The original Odd Couple. So let's just refresh our memory a little bit. You know, remember seeing the original Odd Couple movie, and we'll see what happened with them as they got older. What's now? <laughs> no, I got this. My ears are filling up. I got this sinus condition. It's the change in temperature. I always get it from air conditioning. <laughs> Maybe it'll go away. No, it's all part of my allergies. I get them in the summer. Only in the summer? And in the winter, too. I get them all year long. Allergic to food. <laughs> it's still funny. Are they unclogged? <laughs> 1968. Think about that. It was done so well. We had so much fun with the original Odd Couple movie. But then and what happened? 30 years later, they got back together. Believe it or not, just when you thought it was safe to go to the movies, Odd Couple 2 came out. Nothing has changed, really. I'm still a pig. You're still a human vacuum cleaner. Don't you know how many pesticides they have in the local water? Lower your voice, will you? People in here don't know they're going to be dead in a week. Let me tell you something else. Please, don't. That's why I moved to Florida. 
we keep this up, I'll be living in Guatemala. I mean, it sounds like there's quips there that it work, and it was a screenplay by Neil Simon, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know. Did it work for you? It didn't. And I remember I was so looking forward to it. And it just, I don't know. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. It just didn't work for me. I, I think, and my theme on this is that when you don't address the aging process, you come back 30 years later and there's no progression of these characters. All they did was move apart. One went to Florida, but they all stayed exactly the same. I don't know. Are we all going to stay the same through the years for 30 years and, and the same quirks? Maybe we will. I, I don't know. But uh, I just don't think that they progressed much as no, characters. No, and they didn't do enough, I think, to freshen up the scenario and the relationship at all. It right. Just... It was a rehash of the same stuff. Right. Right. Could have been some, I don't know, some growth, and maybe their kids were the odd couple or so. I don't know. So there could have been something else different done. For, for whatever reason, it just didn't, it didn't, it work. didn't hit home, no. But what did work was the odd couple TV series in 1975. Those men on the ground under the wing, what are they doing? They're mechanics. No, no, something's wrong. They're pointing up the wing. They look so worried. I can read his lips. I much fear serious trouble in the fuselage, Frederick. Help me, what's the other guy saying? I much fear there's some nut trying to read your lips. What's the matter with <laughs> Come on. Now, I'll tell you, uh, um, Felix Unger, which is uh, Tony, Randall. Tony Randall, did not, first of all, he had a piece of the show. He owned part of the show. It was the only way they could get him. He was a big movie star back in the 50s and early yeah. 60s. So yeah. to get him on, there was a big coup. And Jack, uh, I mean, you know, he's taking over for, for Jack Lemmon's part. It was tough to do. Right. But he made it his own. But he said, I almost did not do it, even though they were going to uh, give me uh, and let me have part of the ownership of the show. I almost didn't do it because I didn't think there could be a lot done with this idea of two people just not getting along in an apartment. And uh, they were wrong. I mean, it, it really worked well for a long time for, I guess you'd say, I think it was three good solid years, or four years that that show was on. And then uh, they also went off the air. And again, in 93, 25 years later, they tried to find the, the magic. You tell me if, if it happened or not. What is it? Those men on the ground under the wing, what are they doing? It. They're mechanics. No, no, something's wrong. Let's try that. They should have 20 played. years ago, Felix Unger began driving Oscar Madison crazy. Now, with Oscar in the hospital, it's Felix to the rescue. I just have my throat circumcised. And he's getting his best friend in shape. You want coffee? Sweep up a cup. For his daughter's wedding. You don't drink a fine wine out of a decanter. Jack Plugman. Tony Randall. Your feet are in the potato chips. And Penny Marshall. It's like old times, isn't it? It's a world premiere movie. I'm gonna make a star of you, baby. The Odd Couple together again. I don't know. Now, that was another one. It's different actors, same thought. No, Did same it work? actors. Same actors. Well, different... Th yes. Oh, but a different pair. Right. But, different but a pair. And but a continuation of the TV show that they made, again, years and years later into a movie. Now, it was horrible. And it was another one I was looking forward to. Really bad. Uh, part of it was because, you know, I, I think that Jack Klugman really was sick at the yeah. time. And that's yeah. why his voice sounded the way that he had throat cancer. And... It just, I think, cast a pall over the whole movie for me. Just knowing that that he was really sick, or or at least recovering from from cancer. I forget what it was exactly, but yeah. it was not good. Right. Um, and neither was the entire movie. Right. And then l later on, after that, they went on to Broadway and did um, Sunshine Boys? Sunshine Boys, yeah. and 
I mean, I tell you, I love those guys, and I love the Sunshine Boys on stage. It just, it just missed. It didn't. Again, it didn't have it. Some of it was the voice problem. You couldn't right. overcome the fact that, well, every time he's talking, I'm thinking about you know something else, an illness, which right. is which yeah. is awkward and difficult for him. And what a shame! But kudos for him for for continuing to act through that. Yeah, and I, I don't think that. You know? And I'm not saying that was yeah. that was the reason it was bad. It was a bad movie, and that was a bad Broadway remake for for a lot of reasons. It just like Raiders of the Lost Ark four. It, it didn't do it for me, and I think a lot of it had to do with this character is still swashbuckling all over the place, and now he's probably in his 60s, and they don't acknowledge other than, oh, I, I feel a little bit of a pain here and there. Like, they didn't acknowledge, the character's just not growing at all. He's the same guy. Hmm. Yeah. No, I right. don't know. And you're right. But, right. Yeah, you expect some change in the character. You expect some growth, like you said. And when there isn't any, it just seems kind of forced. Right. And all these years, he never got married. He never had a kid. All of a sudden, he does right. have a kid out of wedlock. We don't know who, you know, it just, it's so typical. Like, can we, I don't know, go there, get a little more backstory for these characters that are aging. That would have helped. You know, something also like that Star Wars, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, you know. They acknowledged it that they got older by saying something about a hairstyle. I think Luke made a joke about Princess Leia's hair. That was it. These characters didn't. And and before Luke was killed off, they didn't express or show his growth. What happened to him in these 30, I guess, plus years since the last movie? He's just in a mountaintop somewhere and that's it. And they didn't explore what was the problem. What went on? What did he struggle with for those 30 years? How did he change the result of it? He just was morbid and, uh, you know, and it just, it didn't work. It was just like, put him on the screen just to put him on the screen. And you'll ask Mark Hamill, he'll say the same thing. He hated the way they handled that whole situation. Yeah, he wasn't happy with it. I don't blame him. And Han Solo, I mean, he was still, another one, again, maybe it's the character, I don't know. But again, same exact thing. He didn't didn't grow at all and they didn't they barely explored that they had a child together and then they separated and what like if you're going to have these people on screen make it worthwhile for a reason don't just gloss over the fact we haven't seen them for 30 years and pretend that we're going to begin again brand new as if they're in their 30s and 20s right right doesn't make Agreed. sense uh, honeymooners, they did that. Remember this? Oh yeah. In the seventies, they did three or four of these get back together shows. Now you're you're a huge honeymooners fan. Why didn't the the reboot work for you? It did. First of all, I didn't like Jane Keen. That was just one thing. The, the attitude was she was so nasty to and which, her husband. Which character? Did she you was play? the Alice character. Okay. She was so nasty to her husband, as opposed to Audrey Meadows, who had it's a very touch loving. of love yeah. there. Right, sure. So I didn't like that at all. It was mm. constant bickering, and in addition to that. That this they again, they're still in the same one room apartment. Like thirty, twenty years later, he's still a bus driver. He, there's there's so no the scenario, progression. Scenario didn't make sense to you. It was like when we when again trying to recapture. It's a brand new thing when you're older. It right. can be a new right. life. Yeah. Uh, you know, show us where you are now. Not like I'm still doing the same things that I was doing when I was in my 20s and 30s. Is friends, if they do friends when they're in their 60s, are they all going to be in the same apartment? Are they going to be chasing after each other? Are they going to pretend that they, you know, that it's they're all funny and quipping together still with no kids and no, you know what I mean? Like right, of course, nothing right. changing. Doesn't make sense. No. Murphy Brown, they're not. They didn't change a thing. Yeah, she. It's it's horrible. I'm sorry to say. I wish it wasn't. All right. 
<laughs> How's that for a rant? That was good. I All liked right. it. We'll be back right after this. And everything old is new again. See what else there is to say about growing old on screen. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Happy birthday, Jim. Hollow to say. Well, you could say thank you. Thank you. Damn it, Jim, what the hell is the matter with you? Other people have birthdays. Why are we treating yours like a funeral? Bones, I don't want to be lectured. Don't mince words, Bones. What do you really think? Get back your command. Get it back before you turn into part of this collection. Before you really do grow old. That was Captain Kirk, of course, the ever-present Star Trek reference. That was from the Search for Spock, Kirk's birthday. And it, in this series, they acknowledged the aging of the main of all the characters but of the main character he's got to wear glasses to read he's upset about it being his birthday he's getting older he feels old he doesn't like that he's not as adventurous and swashbuckling as he can be or could be in the past so at least there i think star trek dealt with it well as they always do these topics to try to see what can we explore with our main characters getting older. Let's try to see if we could deal with that as opposed to pretending that they're still in their thirties. Yes. I thought that was, I was really well done. I thought, yeah, I think they did it great. It, it progressed beautifully, and they th- then they did life and death and so forth. I thought Spock Black. walking out in his depends that that was pushing it a little bit. You didn't I like mean, that. We, we got the message, <laughs> which was what? Was, what was the message? That they're getting older. Okay. All right. Now let's listen to Creed a little bit. And now Rocky Balboa himself now is depressed. And I don't know, is this working uh, with this character? We're going back to this character. If I could take everything that was good and put it into a bowl or something and say, hey, here, I'd like to buy one more day with my wife, I'd do it. I would die a happy man right then. Not going to happen. So... Everything I got is moved on, and I'm here. But you know what? It's okay. Because I said to myself, if I break, if I'm hurt, whatever, I ain't going to fix it. Now, that's from Creed. You yeah, remember that scene? I do, yeah. Now, first, before we go any further, Sylvester Stallone. People in the 76 era thought he was not really a good actor, that he was just a bumbling, stumbling kind of a guy. He was made fun of many times for the way he spoke for years and years and years. He persevered through it. He did Rambo again. Oh, he's just another action hero. He's not such a great actor. He's just beefed up, right? And if you look at that scene now when he's an older gentleman, I think you see that he either developed them or always had these acting chops. Well, to play Rocky, yes. I well, think he could play any other character. But he that was it. very moving. He was very yeah. good. Yeah, he was Rocky. He, <laughs> no no one played Rocky like he did, of course. It's when he when he tried other roles that <laughs> he couldn't do it. Uh, seriously. But yes, he did this very well. Okay, you uh, go. I'm trying to beef him up a little bit, so maybe we get him on the show, but I can't send this clip now to him. Oh, so. yeah, he'll come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> you want him on the show. How about Walter Matthau? What if we ask Walter Matthau? thought it would come on the show. Yeah, what do you say? I'd love to have him, but he passed away many years ago. <laughs> what would he say to everything old is new again? What? Well, first of all, we would say to him, what is it, Oscar? Is it the cooking, the cleaning, the crying? Is that why you don't want to come on the show? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's the cooking, the cleaning, the crying. <laughs> so we can't have him on. No, we can't. Uh, ah. 
Another gentleman we can't have on is is Henry uh, Ford. Was that is that his name uh, on Golden Pond? Henry Ford, the car manufacturer. No, what's his name? The actor from On Golden Pond. Stop. What the hell is his name? God, if I don't write the name down, what's the guy in On Golden Pond? What's his name? Now you just totally screwed me up. His last name is Ford. Oh God, now I can't remember the guy's name. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda. Of course his last name is Ford. <laughs> Henry Ford. Henry Ford III. All right, so let's... <laughs> I will start from there. Ready? Yeah. No, 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 no. We'll start again. Yeah, another one of those is uh, Henry Fonda. Remember him? We're not going to get him on the show. No. But he won an Oscar for On Golden Pond. You want to know why I came back so fast? I got the end of our lane. I couldn't remember where the old town road was. One little way in the woods, there was nothing familiar. Not one damn tree. Scared me half to death. That's why I came running back here to you. See your pretty face. I could feel safe. I was still me. Listen to me, Master. You're my knight in shining armor. Don't you forget it. You're going to get back on that horse. And I'm going to be right behind you, holding on tight. Go, go, go. There we go, on Golden Pond. So two sides of the same coin. Rocky missing his love of his life and feeling very depressed about getting older and doesn't care if he moves on to the, the next place in life. And uh, and on Golden Pond, you got Henry Fonda, and he's kind of losing his way, but love is carrying him forward through this, I guess you'd call it dementia, or just you know beginnings of getting a little bit, you know, older and forgetful. So um, is love the answer to going, go, growing old? Is it easier, as John Lennon says, to grow old uh, together with someone? You tell me, David Cohen. I would hope so, yeah. I mean, it's got to be pretty lonely to do it yourself. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but you could also hate the person you're growing old with, too, right? Exactly. That could, could actually drive you to an early grave, as they say. So, uh, no, if there's love, of course, I would think that 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 would make anything you're going through a little more bearable. I think so, and and that's what we, we strive to do is to to have some some love of this show to maybe carry you through some of the uh, I don't know dark points here and there in life, and just to, to smile every so often. But you know, you do get serious because as you, you're all getting older, uh, you know, life can pass you by, and you could forget about what's important to you, and you could really have to want to struggle to to still achieve things, even though you're 90 years old. doesn't matter, you know? Yes. So that's that's what it's all about. We need to um, take a look at that and see, uh, I don't know, what we can do in our lives to to enhance them in the, in the older, if you will, years. Certainly, uh, do kids help or hurt that? You tell me. Do kids help in your older you're, age? As you're progressing and helping you get more advanced in in life, do, do kids help you uh, stay young? Do they help you 
keep a sense of humor, or is it the reverse? I think so. What do you think? I think it's a struggle. I think it's six really? and nine. I got two that are a struggle. It's very difficult to do what I want to do in life. Um, on the other hand, when they're good and when they're around and, and putting smiles on each other's faces and not fighting with each other, it's the most rewarding thing and is something that is appreciated. But there's, there's, they're kids, man. There's two sides of the coin. There's a sure. lot of discipline as get involved. There's struggles about even down to what they want to eat and fighting on that, you know, little minutiae in, in life. So it, it becomes a, a little bit of a drag. I'm wondering if as you, the child gets a little older, it gets some easier. of that's easier or not. It does. It gets easier because they don't fight as much anymore. Yeah. You know, or at the least key. they're not doing it around you. So Right. <laughs> and they can, you know, put their pants on and wake up in the morning themselves. And, uh, yeah, they become a little more self-sufficient. <laughs> but then again, they're pulling away and could care less about you in some ways. Not right. Care, it's a bit of a trade-off. So it's a trade-off. So, um, you know, I, I do think that's a, that's a good answer to some of the issue is, is love of whatever form you, you want to take it in your, your significant other, whether it be that or or of your, or your, your family and, and of if you love what you're doing on the radio, your whatever it might be, and, you know, your yeah. hobby and your friends. And uh, so uh, Captain Kirk, back to the reference, does put this into a little more of a um, way to understand this and see this as the movie ends, as we hear the epilogue to uh, The Wrath of Khan. It's a far, far better thing I do than I have ever done before. A far better resting place I go to than I've ever known. Is that a poem? Mm. Something Spock was trying to tell me. My birthday. How do you feel? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a quote from Tale of Two Cities. Uh, does it is it relevant? Uh, does it make any sense that this character in Tale of Two Cities basically goes to the gallows, giving his life for others and for the people that he loves? Doesn't seem see experience old age, if you will, but says that quote, which is one of the most famous quotes of all time, right? That's uh, a far, far better. Have you ever heard that quote before? I have. Not just in Star Trek. <laughs> Blank space. From Tale of Two Cities, probably. Yes. Yeah. And uh, far, far better thing I do have ever done before. Yes. And so that's it. It leaves him with a smile on his face, even though he's, if you want to say, growing older or never will grow older. Right. Uh, are we leaving this on a happy note now? or That's what I'm trying to do, <laughs> giving up his life for others. Love is the answer to growing older in a happy way. I don't know if we uh, have done anything. That sounds like lyrics to me. Love Ooh. is the answer, growing old in a happy way. We should send that off to Chris Difford and see if Squeeze will take upon this theme themselves. We should. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week on Everything Old is New Again to enjoy all things pop culture in a more positive, upbeat way. Welcome back, Leo. Quiet. <laughs> Been interrupting our show the entire time. Almost. Come on back next week and Everything Old is New Again. <laughs>